e ngā mana, e ngā reo, e raurangatira mā. Tahuri mai o mata ki te kōwhanga o tērā kawinata mananui o Aotearoa ki ngā whenua o pewhairangi e hora nei. Toi tū, he whakaputanga, toi tū, te tiriti. Welcome to Mata with me, Mihingarangi Forbes, made with the support of Te Māngai Pāho and New Zealand on air. This special episode is recorded here at Waitangi on the 184th anniversary of the signing of Te Tiriti. Ko taku manuhiri i tēnei hōtaka, ko te kaiarahi o te rōpū ACT, ko David Seymour. Tēnā koe te minita, thanks for your time. Tēnā koe. How's your Waitangi been so far? Ah, a bit mixed, um, beautiful day for it, mm. uh, really good exchange of views, um, relatively small minority interrupted some of the speeches and I thought particularly some of the korero around the role of women was just really shocking to be honest, if I'm honest, given this is 2024, um, but you, you know, if you can look past those things for a moment, and they are significant, um, then actually I think it was a good day. Are you referring to... Um, Nicole McKee or something else? I'm referring to, to Nicole McKee. It was a very delicate um, uh, negotiation in order that she could speak as mm. part of the pohori. That would be a first. Um, and I um, was actually preparing in my corridor to thank and uh, commend the, the organisers and the mana whenua for mm. allowing that to happen. Um, and unfortunately, um, due to largely people who are not from here, mm. I understand, um, you know, she was uh, interrupted and sung over, and I, I think that's really unfortunate because she was promised uh, that the opportunity to speak. And people say that you know the government is um, attacking Te Reo Māori. Well, I've actually watched Nicole um, over the last few days because we've been at a caucus retreat, and she's been practicing, practicing every spare moment. She was so determined to get this right. If that's how you treat someone that makes an effort like she has, well, yeah. do you think it was? Um a criticism at her towards her because she did an absolutely fantastic mm. job mm. or do you think it was their criticism of you for not standing as the leader? Um, well I think it was political um, and it was you know it was their animosity uh, towards me and acts policies that were motivating the people that did that um, but it was just a really unreasonable way um, to take out that anger they might have had. That's just politics though isn't it? Um, not really. Uh, you don't need to be disrespectful to people. You can actually do politics in a way that respects the underlying manner of people, um, and you know they they chose not to. In the house, you have certain rules, and on the marae, you have different tikanga. Mm. Wasn't that just tikanga in motion? Well, tikanga also involves being respectful and keeping promises. You know, there was a promise you'd be able to speak and um, be given a fair run. Um, I, I don't think that. Um, some of the manuhiri actually upheld that promise. Um, so no, I, I think that was unreasonable. Kapai, it's um, an interesting piece that you wrote, uh, an, imp- an opinion piece, claiming the Act was the party of Tēnō Rangatiratanga, and you referred to it again today. Mm. Tell me, how did you arrive at that idea that your party represents Tēnō Rangatiratanga possibly better than any other? Well, it's the state that is the great enemy here. I mean, I'm the Minister of Regulation. I'm, I'm creating that position. Why? 
because the state is regulating far too much in it. The Iwi Chairs Forum on Friday, uh, I heard people saying there'll be cobwebs in your house, colonisation. Well, actually, the, the way that the state makes rules and regulations that stop people using their property, make it so hard to build a house so people end up being homeless, um, that's what we're against. And in my view, that's the practical battlefront of colonisation today. So we just want to be able to use our land. But you know what? It's not just Māori that feel that way. It's people from all backgrounds, because everyone needs a house, right? Um, and then I look at things like self-determination and education. You know, there's a long history of the education system being one size fits all and used to basically beat people into round holes if they're square or square holes if they're round. Um, I think that's wrong. Uh, I think that we should have more choice. I'm proud that part of X heritage goes back as far as Dame Iritana um, and, and Kohanga Reo. Um, you know, I'm proud that X heritage goes back as far as deregulating broadcasting so we could have um, the was, uh, the iwi radio network. Um, so you know, when it comes to beating back the state and allowing individuals to self-determine, it's got a pretty good track record that started even before it was founded. Just before I go on, mm. you're not claiming ACT is responsible for Kohanga Reo, are you? Uh, no, but uh, Dame Aritana was a founding member of ACT and she yes, was. Yes, but you said and Kohanga Reo, so I'm just, just trying to understand mm. whether you... Uh, are claiming Kohangareo. Well, I think anyone that listens to what I've just said, when I said we're responsible for these things even before we were founded, uh, means that before the party existed in 1996, people that later became associated with ACT uh, were involved in beating back the state, advancing Tiruranga, Tiratanga, and giving people more choice. Um, it would be totally illogical to claim that ACT was responsible uh, for a policy that happened in the 1980s when it was only founded in the 1990s, wouldn't it? Is she still, still a supporter of yours, Dame Eritana Tafifirangi? Yeah, she rings me up from time to time and we always have a good call. The thing is about Tenoranga Tiratanga is that it, it, it can't focus on the individual. Tenoranga Tiratanga is about the whole community. It includes the environment. So when you talk about these individual things, it's not really Tenoranga Tiratanga. Says who? Says you. Well, actually, I remember... Says, says, says Te Ao Māori really? and the way that okay. Te Ao Māori operates mm. and moves mm. and lives and has done forever. Mm. So not just me, David. And it, and it changes. Just not and me. Let me give you an example. I remember uh, once upon a time being in a debate down in Christchurch uh, advancing the end-of-life choice bill. And someone said, you know what, euthanasia is foreign to Māori. And a very eloquent man stood up, an expert in tikanga, and he proceeded to explain how even in his, he was only about 40, even in his short lifetime, uh, the rituals around death and burial had evolved and they will carry on to evolve. And he explained that actually tikanga evolves to fit the needs of the individual because the individuals make up whānau, hapu, iwi, te ao Māori. Actually, you know what? Absolutely. If, if, you, if you don't agree with that, then you have to ask yourself uh, where did tikanga come from in the first place, if not from absolutely. serving the needs of I'm individuals. Not, I'm not saying that tikanga is tenoranga tiratanga solely on its own. So the question was just about, you know, you're talking about individual things. And I want to come yeah. to one of them yeah. because you also mentioned it on the marae out there when you talked about Māori trying to access housing yeah. and build housing on their whenua, yeah. but there's all this red tape around it. Yeah. And I think that lots of Māori sitting there would have actually agreed with you. And they'll be... Lots of non-Māori. Absolutely, but we're on this marae here and the majority of the people on the other side were Māori listening. So... I've asked you this question before around the perpetual land leases that are all around the country. What policy have you started working on to ensure that those property rights owners are going to be able to access their lands? 
Well, I'm not responsible for that policy, so none. Um, but I'm you just somewhat... have been talking to us about the tino rangatiratanga of housing. Mm. So, you're an, as the ACT Party, what, what are you going to do about it? Mm. It's Tolaga Bay, it's Tokomaru Bay, it's Wakatu down in the tents. Yeah, yeah and as I've said, we, we don't have a, a policy on that. And if your logic is because you don't have a policy on every single problem, uh, you're not solving them, well, we, we know that's a silly argument. But you are the party of property rights, so what are you going to do for those for those landowners who have who are, whose land is mixed up, if you like, in these perpetual leases that have been there for a hundred and something years? Yeah, well, again, you know, that's that's the government has divided up its responsibilities, and it's that part is not my responsibility. But I support property rights. I support the ability of people uh, to use their land as collateral, to be able to borrow money, to be able to develop. That that is. As Hernando de Soto puts it, the mystery of capital. That is how we actually get growth in a capitalist economy. Um, and so, you know, it's a bit unfair if I, I don't have the portfolio, I don't have the delegation, I'm responsible for regulation, I'm responsible for charter school, I'm responsible for a whole lot of things, but not that. Nonetheless, we're but still is very it a conversation perhaps that you could have with other members of your coalition, mm. you know, so that we get some progress, mm. we get the country moving, if you like? Yeah, we're really happy to do so. And you'd commit to doing that? Well, certainly. I mean, you know, it's it's not ultimately something that I can advance because I don't have the portfolio. However, um, you know, do I support it? I've, I've just explained why. So you support um, the end of perpetual land leases for those Maori who have been waiting up in the east coast and all around the country. Well, I support the rights of people to have property uh, mm. and to have firm property rights and to be able to use their property, to be able to sell it, to be able to borrow against it. Once you get into a lot of very complex historical circumstances, we can use those principles as our North Star and work through it from there. Kapai. Um, the bill, everyone's been talking about the Treaty Principles Bill. Um, how far have you got with drafting it and any more insight into what it might look like or sound like? Well, I think you've seen from the Policy Act released a, a long time ago that you know, we have a, an idea that the principles should be based on the actual tiriti itself. Uh, it should talk about the government having the right to govern. You know, I know there's people that say Napu didn't, didn't cede sovereignty. Um, what they don't explain is how the world is actually going to work um, when you have two legal systems, two justice systems in very close proximity to each other. The, the answer is it can't. Uh, number two, that we have tiroranga tiratanga. Now I know there's people who say when you know they, they said four New Zealanders, everyone thought that was Māori being the New Zealand people of that time. But I think as people arrive every morning on aeroplanes into Auckland Airport, even this morning, um, you know we, we need hang to on, ask. Should hang on, hang on, settlers, settlers had nothing. Settlers had nothing. This was a, a this was an arrangement, a treaty, uh, a property. Um, contract, if you like, between the Crown on behalf of settlers and rangatira Māori. So to then assume that settlers, the ones that arrived on a plane not that long ago, have rangatira tanga, just, it just doesn't work when you read the words of the treaty. Well, first of all, well, it certainly wasn't a property contract, that, that's for sure. It was a political uh, com compact. Uh, um, the Article 2 is a contract about property and rights uh, and well, fisheries well, yes, it was a, it was and land and rivers. It was a political compact that, among other things, uh, said that your property rights would be upheld. That's totally different from a property contract. I think we've just got to be clear on these things. Um, but on the other hand, you know, here's my question. If you believe that the treaty in Article 2 did not extend Te Rangatira Tanga to all people who live in these lands, 
then you've got to explain how you're going to have a functioning state with a different political status for different people. And I don't think there's a good example of that. There's lots of disastrous examples, but I don't think there's a good example of that anywhere in the world. I think a much more practical reading there are of treaties the treaty and over a legitimate the world. reading. There are treaties all over the world where one country gets some set of rules and then another country get another set of rules. They're just different privileges and they've been signed up in a treaty. So there's, abso- well, there's, abso- mean, there's the, absolutely... The, the, a, um, not, not, with, not within a nation state. You're, you're being highly misleading. So, Give me an example. Uh, rang- well, tr- it's a treaty. So it's a group. No, no, so no, no, there's two a, partners in the treaty. One's the Crown, right? Yeah, and the well, other the, one, Arangatira. So there, there's nowhere else in the world where a society functions successfully having two standards of citizenship. You go to Malaysia, you go to South Africa, you ask people who have tried this. In a nation state, you have citizenship, you have a set of rights as a citizen. I call them human rights, and they have to be equal for all people by virtue of being human. They're not two standards of citizenship. It's just, um, it's just Māori get to retain the contract that they signed with the Crown at the time. So, you know, you keep talking about two races, but it's actually the Crown and Ngārangatira Māori, and it's not. It's as Annette Sykes says, isn't it? That she said it's different, so different the, rights rather than special oh, rights. Oh, different rights. Okay. I, I, that, that's a nonsense. Uh, you either have the same rights or you don't. Uh, we did a story recently on the um, failure of the yes vote in Australia, which attempted to have Indigenous rights included in their constitution. It failed. But mm. more interestingly, the support for the vote flipped once campaigning began. I think it took about mm. six months. And those Indigenous Australians are now warning Māori that the same groups um, are behind this referendum. Are they, do you think? Well, if, if you're about to go into the new pizza gate of the left conspiracy theory, um, then I'll be real disappointed. What's that, the pizza gate? That's some crazy conspiracy theory that Trump has had in the US. The campaign in Australia had links to the Atlas Network, a oh, network here we go. of think yep. tanks which promote individual liberty and free enterprise. Mm. And it said that the network push, pushes opinion mm. pieces in favour of free speech. Do the ACT Party have any links or connections to the Atlas Group? No. Have you spoken or taken advice from them or any group associated with them about the no. treaty? So, you know, recently... Um, I can't believe you're doing this. I've, I've read about this conspiracy theory and you're actually running it, but that's cool. Well, no, I'm just trying to understand it because mm. we went to Australia and mm. we, we analysed, we analysed mm. um, the, the, the Yes campaign over there and we spoke with Indigenous people about their fears about what would happen happen in the referendum. And so um, when you consider, um, you know, actually you and I spoke about it. You said that you had met Lord Hannon and then um, the TPU, the Taxpayer Union, had invited you to come along and he spoke about this treaty and the possible of, uh, possibility of a referendum. So isn't that, in fact, um, you, know, you know, these movements and these groups talking about our referendum? What, going along to meet someone who's a famous figure um, in world politics. What did he come to New Zealand for? I have no idea, but I was really well, you pleased. Were there. To, I was really pleased to have dinner with the guy. I mean, he's you know he's world famous as a politician. You get to meet him, see what he But you to went say. along to that yeah. function yeah. Um, to listen to him, where he talked about the Magna Carta and the treaties. And oh my God, the Magna Carta! He did, and the scandalous. And, <laughs> Well, I'm not saying that that's scandalous, I'm just saying this is what he yeah. talked about, I listened to it 
online because it was posted by the TPU. And so he talked about that and he talked about the danger of um, the misinterpretation of treaties and what they meant. And he's, you know, and he also says what what you say is that the judiciary is getting too involved, or they're making the interpretation of it is too wide. Um, you do know that people have had concerns about judicial activism all over the world for all sorts of reasons for hundreds of years, right? No, uh, I, I, I mean, don't. You're, you're trying, to <laughs> and you're trying to say that this is somehow some crazy conspiracy theory. I mean, come on. No, no, I'm just asking the question. I'm asking whether, whether you know if there's any kind of connection. So you're answering there is well, no I've, connection? I've told you there's no connection. How about I'm just disappointed in you for picking up a known conspiracy theory that several people have sent to me, and I never thought I'd get asked about it by you, but hey, you go. Well, so my role mm. is to ask questions on mm. behalf of other people. Mm. and. Yeah, yeah, and also also work out what's quality information, what's not. But anyway, you go. Well, well Mata is uh, a program that looks at things through an Indigenous lens, mm. and so when we have discussions and talk to people well, I, in I Australia, don't think, I don't think being Indigenous is an excuse for low quality debate. I mean, no. yeah. Okay, I guess the thing that has been missed. Um, by refusing to acknowledge that the treaty signed by partners like Māori and the Crown is the gaping gap between the inequity and equality between Māori. So I was wondering, um, you know, have you got any ideas, say for example, in your portfolio, mm. which is now Associate Justice, mm. of how, how to start reducing the prison population? So if you've looked at my uh, delegation letter for Associate Justice, mm -hmm. um, I'm Associate Justice purely for the purpose of the Treaty Principles Bill, so that would be, would be unusual that, that I'd be engaged in that sort of policy work. Um, however, just generally then, any, okay. any, anything? So if you want to ask any about policy? other portfolios. Um, yeah, yeah. Just generally if you look, you know, Māori are overrepresented mm. in almost mm. every statistic, mm. one that might sit inside a portfolio of yours, yeah, if you could on, talk on, us on, through. On average, and, and let me get to that, but let me just pull you up on that, on average, mm -hmm. on average. That means that while Māori may be poorly represented and statistics on average. Don't forget, there's a lot of Māori doing very well who don't need to be assumed to be doing poorly. And let's just talk about well, the well, average well, though, well, because the, the average is what matters, yeah. doesn't it? Because no, no, when it you're doesn't. talking, well, when you're talking about Māori children are overrepresented in hospitalisations mm. yeah. for rheumatic fever and stuff, of course it's not mm. me, it's not my children, and it's not going to probably be yours. Mm. But it is. There is, on average, there mm. is a larger number of Māori that are turning up at A&E's with rheumatic fever. Yep, so how do, we, how do we reduce that? Because if, if we're about, if we're, if, if you're the party that's going to have a fair New Zealand, uh, New Zealand for all New Zealanders. Yeah, yeah. well can we just finish this point, because you, you say average matters. Actually what average does is it groups people together by race, it ignores the people who are of a different race but also have need, it ignores the people who are of your target race but actually doing very well, and that's why I say it's important that we start looking at people based on their need, based on their individual characteristics. You know, if you want to categorise people by race, if you think the most important characteristic of, of a person that you're going to do your averages by is race, then by definition you're a racist, you're a person who thinks that race matters more than anything else, so it's actually an important point. Second issue, we have massive amounts of need and disadvantage in education. I'm responsible for partnership schools, kura we've, we've talked about that extensively. 
I'm responsible for regulation. I believe that making it easier to build a home in this country is going to do more for Māori than anyone else because, on average, it's Māori who are further coming, behind in housing stats. Coming back to when you referred to me as racist mm. in health. Mm. Um, I didn't refer to you. I said anyone, anyone who believes that the, the first and best way to categorise human beings is by race, by definition, is putting race before other characteristics. To now, be clear, I, I'm not saying to, that's you, to be clear, but, but, I didn't, didn't categorise, yeah. I didn't, what well, I said, what I, no, because what mm. you have to do mm. is that when you've got mm. um, problems like rheumatic fever in your, com in your country, mm. you have to work out how to deal with them. Yeah, you have to first find them, you have mm. to measure the problem, mm. and so by doing that you, totally do, you group people. Mm. So when we look at the data, the scientific data for health, mm. we can see that Māori children are overrepresented in some of those stats. So yeah, again, but there may be other reasons for that. It may be poor housing. It may be living in rural areas get? away from healthcare. You know, so let, let's. What, what I'm saying is, let's let's target the actual causes, because if it's poor housing, you might find that there's Maori and good housing that don't have the problem, and there's non-Maori and bad housing that do have the problem, and we can design a policy to intervene and actually fix it rather than. And again, you and I both know rest. that it is Maori when we use the measurement average, again of scientific da data. It is Maori again on average, whatever. Yeah. Well, well on, no, you, you haven't. No, no. Okay. So again, you, you, no, no, no. Yeah, sure. Hang on. When, no. when we use the scientific data, mm. we know that it is Māori that mm. more than likely yeah. has poorer housing. So what, what I'm asking is, you know, where are the policies to start closing the gaps? Well, first of all, saying scientific doesn't make you right. Um, second of all, uh, we talk extensively about our housing policy. We've got a huge amount of work that we need to do there. We need to make it easier to fund and finance infrastructure. We need to replace the Resource Management Act, use something that's based on property rights instead of the council. And this is what I would say is colonisation, the council making a plan for the whole district about what you, district about what you can do. So you know, there's just two ideas and then you get into building materials. It needs to be seriously deregulated. At the moment we pay too much for building and materials. We don't innovate in the way, I mean, you know, this is easy. We, we talk about this stuff all all the time. Um, there's no question uh, that we will make it easier to build homes and if we don't um, then it won't be for having good policies or trying very hard. And that's your portfolio area, right? Regulation? Uh, well, regulation, yes. I mean, there's a there's a building and housing portfolio which is separate from me, but the Minister of Regulation can help lead regulatory reviews on each area. Talk to us about the idea around the housing then. You know, how can Māori build houses faster and more efficiently on their land? Well, again, the same way as anyone else. We got to stop thinking like this. No, no, but 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 at the no, moment you, 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 yeah, you, you were talking yeah. about how you've, we've got to get rid of, rid of the red tape. So, yep. as the minister for regulation, mm. what would you do? Well, a couple of things. One is that we currently have a building product quality regulation regime. That means we get a very small number of competitors who can actually sell their materials. You know, the plasterboard is the classic example. I mean, the country almost ran out of plasterboard because we essentially have one supplier. Um, I think we've got to deal to that. We've got to make it easier to get new materials consented by councils and by brands. We may not even need brands, frankly. Um, and if we can do that, then suddenly you get more competition, more affordable materials and more innovation. So that would be an example of how we can change the regulatory setting so everyone, Māori, on Māori, wherever, would you uh, can be get better materials. Would you be supportive of some of those ideas, particularly I think it was Ngāti Hine Forestry Trust that was asking about um, building some kind of mechanism to process wood here in Aotearoa rather than sending it offshore, that kind of thing? Well, I mean, that's a, that's a different um, objective, isn't it? If, if your goal is to have wood processing done within New Zealand's territorial boundaries, um, then, yep, we could achieve that. But I would ask, um, what's it going to cost? 
uh, is it something that's actually going to push up the price of housing? Um, and are people actually going to be worse off as a result? I mean, New, New Zealand's been down this path, remember? We subsidised mm. a whole lot of factories. They made stuff. It was expensive. You had to force people to buy it because it was inferior. Um, and in the end, the whole thing just collapsed. So I'd, I'd be, I'd be sceptical about um, the government getting involved in, in you know, supporting a, a panel board plant or whatever. One of the issues around that multiple ownership on Māori land is getting funded from the banks. Have you got an idea around that, how you, you'd, you'd be able to get access to finance? Well, again, I mean, the, the banks are just asking one very simple question. Can you pay this loan back? Um, and of course, if you can't, they, they want collateral. Now, if your property rights are mixed up and there's long-term leases and there's you know 80,000 people, mm. 80, people that own one piece of land, I heard the other day, um, the bank's going to say, realistically, if you can't pay it back, we got nothing, so we won't loan to you. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, I think the Te Ture Whenua Act, for example, is a very good idea. Um, could you have a fund? Well, you've, you've still got to have some ultimate security, so having a fund in itself doesn't necessarily solve the problem. What, so what's an idea then? Because that is actually the problem, is yeah. that multiple, when you own multiple lands you can't get loans. Well I think you've got to advance te tūra whenua and actually allow people to get some title to simplify who has rights if you haven't had an input or an involvement for a very long time, maybe you're trying to tell them something. Um, and then all of a sudden you find that there's fewer people with an interest and you can make decisions more easily. Do you, do you, do you understand though... Um, how that would probably go down with Māori, given that there's only 5% of the country is in Māori ownership mm. anymore, and it's usually marginal land and um, the great losses that they've gone through. I mean, it would be difficult to get Māori on board with yeah, that. Yeah, I can absolutely understand. Um, but all I know in my life, it's all about choices, and sometimes choices aren't the ones I want, but I make the best of the ones I've got. So you've got a certain amount of land. Um, you want to be able to free up capital and invest in other things that will make your life better. The current set of property rights doesn't allow you to do that. Uh, would you be interested in having a set of property rights that, that would allow you to do it? Um, I think most people would say yes. Tēnā koe. No problem. Ko tau te poehu i runga i a waitangi mō tēnei tau, ka nui te mihi ki ngā ringa hora, kia irirangi te motu me te māngai pāho. We'll be back with more Mata in March. Meanwhile, you can check out our interview with New Zealand First Minister Shane Jones, recorded here at Waitangi. Nohoro mai.